Welcome to the Popcorn Junkies. Chin Chin, I have a coffee, she doesn't. We were just having a conversation about that just before. Yeah, but the conversation went like this. Oh, I would have got you a coffee from the coffee shop. I said, that would have been really nice. I'd have liked a coffee because well, whenever I've asked you before, you've said no thanks. So I didn't get you one. Unbelievable. Chin Chin. Shit. This is Licorice Pizza. Paul Thomas Anderson's latest retro, hip, sunbaked 70s romance film. Um, just to give a bit of context on Paul Thomas Anderson, the last film he made you absolutely loved, we both loved, Phantom Thread with Daniel Day-Lewis, the oh, director, yeah. he made that. Uh, he made wow, There, there Will Be Blood. Different, couldn't, different be more, couldn't be more different. Oh my God. He also did The Master. Do you remember that one with yeah, Philip Seymour Hoffman? And, uh, and he did, obviously, Boogie Nights, which was a portrait of the porn industry in, in LA. He's done lots of other films too. This stars two, well, two newcomers, really. Alana Haim, who's actually a musician, and Cooper Hoffman, who is Philip Seymour Hoffman's son, which must be not only odd for Cooper, but odd for the director who's directed his dad. Wish I'd known that when I sat down to watch, I had no idea until afterwards. I did tell you about eight Except times. Except he seemed familiar. He, did, he does seem familiar, and he does have that sort of same physicality about mm. him, doesn't he? Movement, everything. So when people ask, what is licorice, what does licorice pizza mean? Licorice pizza is actually a I store. Yeah, go on. It's a store in yeah. the valley. Yeah, and right. actually, it's also slang for vinyl. Yeah, oh, there you go. You see, yeah. Well, it wasn't it a vinyl cafe shop type Yeah, but thing? it's also slang just for vinyl. But it's kind of odd. And I get why because you get those lovely flat licorices. Yeah. And it looks exactly like. Well, I suppose flat so. Licorice. Yeah, licorice pizza. But why? Did, I never quite made the connection with the film because you never were in a licorice pizza store. Do they put vinyl on a lot though? Don't they? Not really. I mean, the soundtrack is amazing. Anyway, but it's for now, licorice I would pizza. always think of vinyl records as licorice pizza because oh, really? that's exactly well, what they look like. Don't I hadn't actually even thought about the vis the visuals of it. Yeah, I guess so. So anyway, yes. Yeah, so the name is based upon a store that. It, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't actually sense it in the film at all. So maybe he's using that as a sort of. It's a bit like Amoeba Records. The, the record. Yeah, it's the, vibe, it's of it's the vibe of that. The vibe of that store. Now, when people then ask me what the hell is it about, I sort of I always use the phrase "it's a fumbled love story." Or a fumbling love Coming story. of age. Yeah. Um, unrequited. No, not unrequited. Well, unrequited no, what's, then no, it's requited, not unrequited. Then unrequited. It's, it's almost a doomed love affair. It is. Hugely romantic, but not in the traditional sense. No, exactly, at all. exactly. It's such a feel-good movie. Oh my god, I was beaming. I laughed a lot. It's very I think funny. I laughed the most in the cinema actually. Mm. And a couple of times our daughter went, you know, the way teenage said, Okay, you're enjoying yourself. I'm a pleased bit you too said that because I was roaring with laughter. Everyone in so the screening funny. I was in was like really muted. I found like, it really funny. Yeah, Charm witty. Yeah. More than funny, witty, charming. And what socks you between the eyes right from the beginning is that the entire cast is ordinary looking. Yeah, well, I said that as you There's were going no into it. no one glamorous. It's beautifully, they're beautifully bland. But the longer you sit with them, the, the more, more beautiful you they come. The more attractive you find them. Exactly. And that's why I think for everybody with a teenager, take your teenager yes. to see this. In a world where all we're pumped at really is perfection, these people are perfect to me mm. because they're mm. imperfect. But I mean, I even got a bit worried and Mark and I didn't necessarily agree with this. We both love the poster, but I said to Mark, a little part of me worries that the poster has been designed to um, overcome so their blemishes. 
so that you haven't got the real faces right, of right. fairly ordinary looking people. I find people. that a really depressing prospect. But that's the way of the world because you've got to be... I just thought the poster was just in keeping with the retro sun-baked 70s LA style. I think they're also hiding the fact that these aren't movie style looks. These are just ordinary people okay. looks. Well, I mean, it's treading sort of familiar territory for me. When I sat down to watch it, and especially the fact that it's shot, it's a big deal uh, to filmmakers. This is shot in 35mm. A lot of the screenings are happening in 35mm. And Paul Thomas Anderson, a little bit like Christopher Nolan, is a, and Quentin Tarantino, is a big fan of the grain and the granular that you get from filming on film, which of course really kicks to the back of the net that whole sense of nostalgia in the mm. 70s. This film manages to park us in the 70s infinitely more successfully, I feel, than um, Quentin Tarantino's Once Upon a, Upon a Time in Hollywood, which is kind of going for the same thing, because even that film, which you should check out anyway, you parts, said it was awful. Well, it's boring. I haven't got parts real-life characters within this fiction, which is what happens here, if you think of the Sean Penn character mm. and the Bradley Cooper character, they're based, they are real people slotted into this fiction. So anyway, going back yeah, to... Yeah, they are Penn characters. Yeah, point. they are. But going back to the characters, you're right, they're, they, they have blemishes, they're not perfect looking, they're ordinary, they're but relatable. they have sparkling, oh. deep, characterful personalities and you fall in love with all of them. Yeah. Well, let's talk about Cooper's character, oh. Gary. I mean... Right from the with first a, yeah. second <laughs> that he makes an appearance... You, you're just thrown again. I mean, yeah. I don't want to keep going on about this, but I also do because I think it's really important and maybe yeah. there's a shift in casting. You're struck by... Well, my first thought was, to be honest, he probably won't be in this all the way through because so he's funny. not traditionally a movie star. When I first saw it, not because I think you're fickle or shallow, not at all. No, it's just the reality. Yeah, no, I world. thought, I wonder if these characters aren't going to be attractive enough looking for someone to sit with for an entire two hours. Isn't that a terrible thing to say? A no, no, it's not really whether we as the audience, but whether the producers will allow that, well, whether yeah. the money money handlers yeah, allow yeah. that. So I thought, so in the first few minutes, but then I thought, oh, God, he's such a star. I mean... It, it, I mean his charisma, mm. he's leaping out of the out of the screen at me and I love him. Yeah. And I was hungry for every scene. When's he back? When's he back? And he's hardly off screen. No, no. But it's for the few seconds he is, he's like, where is he? Where is he? Because he's I, brilliant. But what I love about him, he's this, to, to the outside world, he's this sort of overqualified entrepreneur. He runs a PR business with his mum. No, but hang on first, yeah, he's in he's school. He's 15, he's in school. He's got this heightened sense of who he is, but it's a, such a brimming, over-brimming brimming confidence, isn't it? And belief and self-belief. He runs a PR company with his mum, representing small local businesses, which one of which I have to give a special mention to is a local Japanese restaurant, uh, where I have to say one of the funniest possibly most politically incorrect funny scenes Well, I, my, my daughter, who was sat next to me, couldn't laugh because she's obviously of a different generation, but yeah. it's the kind of stuff that would, you, would have been shown in, a, in yeah. a 70s film. Yeah, I mean, it was it was almost illegally funny because I heard everyone in this. It's, it's genuinely laugh out loud funny. So what happened in, the, in our screen was everyone went... <laughs> And, and they stopped. knew that they mustn't laugh. Because, yeah. So anyway, so Cooper, Gary, uh, runs a, a PR company. And he's just driven, isn't he? And that's his charm. That's what... I mean, Alana, the older girl that he's drawn to, she doesn't want to be interested in, in him, but she, we share her absolute... We fall, we fall for him in, yeah, with, her. with her. She's exactly. 24, he's 15. Mm. He has a kind of confidence that nobody can resist. <laughs> he would seduce anyone yeah 
And yeah, he's got real chutzpah. Yeah, he's got real drive. Yeah, he's got all of this. He's got a, a sprinkling of arrogance, but all mm. of this just comes from a really incredible place. He's just an incredible personality. But it's the way he's got that swagger and that pull when he swagger. walks into restaurants. They know him. He's 15. Yeah. And he yeah, can get, he's he can just get a delight. table. It's just such a delight. It's such a delight. It's such a delight. He's an actor, which kind of leads me to one of my next favourite scenes, which when you came out, you're like, the casting director. The casting director. Oh my so god! I'd for, how could I've forgotten about? I think it's one. I think it's. I'm going as far as to say it's the greatest tiny part, one seen. scene part that I have ever seen in any movie ever. Held in extraordinarily unflattering close-up. This close. Of a woman, basically, Cooper brings Alana to his agent because she expresses an interest. In no casting director. Oh, you have an agent. That's yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. And so the agent is sat there and he introduces her. And she, I mean, how would you describe... You don't need to say much more. No. Just watch out for that watch scene it. because you see the manifestation of this <laughs> business we call show. Totally. Where you've got all that she morphs in and out of all these different parts of her being. It's just... She's remarkable. She's remarkable. Remarkable. You know these actors have been really subtly held. Mm. They're held. They are brave and with everything they're doing. They're taking chances, they're taking yeah, yeah, risks yeah. the entire time. I mean, Alana, the girl that he falls in love with, mm. the 25-year-old, you know, she's not even an actress. Is no, she? she's, she's never, a musician, singer. She is, she explodes in and out of every scene. So brave. Again, oh that's God. a director. Yeah. The director You've here. Given them, he's given them the ownership of, of this film. He's given yeah. them ownership of the space. He's given them ownership of the yeah. characters. So I mean, the look of the film and that he well, that he's created, the shots, all of that is amazing, but it's what he's, the yeah. subtlety, what he's done with those actors. Well, they're embedded in that era. They're parked in that era. I mean, it's so... I can't even begin to tell it. I came out of it feeling like I'd lived a little chapter of my life in yeah. Los Angeles in the 70s. I, I would say I felt utterly joyful all yeah. the way through it. I'd forgotten all these other stars that were in it. I, I didn't need them. No. I was having the best time ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then suddenly Sean Penn was now, in it. Now, hang on. Let's just pause for Sean. Sean Penn again plays a real actor, Jack Coney. Or I don't think someone. we should say Jack too Holden. much. <laughs> But put it this way, there's nothing not to like about a manically smiling and roaring with laughter Sean Penn on a motorbike hurtling very quickly towards fire. That's no, all I'm not going to say. say anything else because I think the but whole hang thing on, is but, a but what about the moment when you've watched it? What about the moment when he sat there and he's talking? Again, in, what I have to say is this film is full of unflattering close-ups and it allows you that slightly voyeuristic thing of going, I want to look see, at you, I, I want to look at you. I wouldn't call them unflattering. I would say the complete opposite. Because every actor, you know, every part of their face and their soul, because you're so in it with them. Oh, my God. I didn't mean God. unflattering. I'm, what I mean by unflattering is a lot of actors, performers, don't like, traditionally people don't like those well, that, kind of Well, I know that's what you mean, but yeah. the thing is they're wrong. Oh, yeah. It's like when somebody says, oh, my God, can I look at the photo five times because they yeah, want yeah. a better angle. Yeah. You don't know your angles. You don't know your face. You don't know how you're seen by yeah. the person sitting opposite you. And that, to me, was a delight because it didn't feel like, it, you didn't feel the hand no, of the styling no, with the actors. But, but Sean Penn has this one particular moment where he says he does, can't talk about career and then talks about career. It's brilliant. It's Male brilliant. egotism. And, so you and have work. him and he's not you six different ways because it's so <laughs> brilliant, the scene. But very swift. And then you completely forget... 
that Bradley Cooper, and when he came on the screen, I said, <laughs> oh my God, it's Bradley Walsh, and Kiki went, it's Bradley Cooper. Bradley because Walsh. Because I was obsessed with him in A Star Is yeah, Born. It's yeah, one yeah. of my all-time favourite films. I have to say, I think he's having a little bit too much. He's got something going on. His face His has face become His face has changed. But he was genius yeah. in it. Yeah, he plays she, Barbara. I can't, I still can't believe what yeah. I witnessed. No, he, he's just such a sort of weird, oddball, creepy director slash, was he a hairdresser before he was a director? He was basically a, a married to Barbara Streisand. 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 Oh, I think he was a performer. Streisand. He was in like an Elvis Oh, was he? I, I, thought he? I thought he was also became a director as well. Um, Everyone, even the tiniest cameo parts, the very camp, but you know what um, I found so... Butler kind of guy oh, God, that he, he has. Great. He his was PA, brilliant. His he, only, PA. he only had a couple of lines. He was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. But this is what this is the point. It's like, you know, often set dressing, production design, set design gets all of the kind of shout outs. This delivers on all of those fronts. For example, nothing manifests the 70s more than a waterbed. And the oh. whole waterbed business that, oh. uh, you know, Cooper Hoffman's character runs, the selling of them the installing of them. You're like, but what's clever about the waterbed thing for me was it it parked jeopardy in every single yeah. scene. Yeah, I kept thinking it was going to burst. Yeah, I won't exactly. tell you whether one does or not. But no, 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 absolutely. No, no, it, it's sheer genius. There's one, it goes a little baggy mm. at one point for about 12 minutes. Mm. There's something went wrong there with the editing. We lost our way a little bit. Right, yeah, I agree. And I was like... Please don't let this collapse, but then it came back. But yeah. would you agree? I would agree. I think there was a point where what I liked about Alana's character was you felt the malaise of being a 24, 25 year old. She's got that sense that she's much older than Cooper, mm. who's this incredibly ambitious, mm. hungry, voracious. I mean, at one point. Who brings out the very best in her? Well, he does, but also she sort of moves about, she agitates with the career. She wants to be an actor, that obviously doesn't take off. She wants to be a political activist, and so she wants to help the Benny Safdie character. But that's what I love about them. They're both entrepreneurs. Hungry. They're both yeah. They're both hungry, and they're both were in competition with each other. Yes. And they were both a jack of all trades and master of none. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I quite like jack of all yeah, trades. Yeah, absolutely. And so the whole film is really the process or not of the two of them. Will, will they, they, won't they, won't they, they, will they, won't they? The greatest, Perfect. The greatest theme ever, oh, whether absolutely. it's a film, a series, will they, won't they? It never ceases. To, so, my dog, you should see our dog. She's just staring she's, at you she's lovingly. She's saying, how come you went to see Licorice Pizza? <laughs> so in summary, I would say, I, I think Paul Thomas Anderson has effortlessly out Tarantino Tarantino. Tarantino was aiming for this kind of film with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. That's going to cause a lot of upset Ooh. to Tarantino fans. I'm a huge Tarantino fan. This, as you rightly say, for me, this was the perfect love story it was a perfect coming of age story it was a per it's sense of time i mean you know I it was really sexy it was yeah i it found was. it very sexy yeah 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 because it was just the freedom of youth and also the freedom the I mean, constant let's not forget, hunting around let's youth. not forget also uh, i saw but, it with my mum and she said she was reminded of the sense in the 70s of anything was possible yeah Everything was possible. Yeah. I mean, things are... And, and, the, and you could do something, you could be the first to do it. Yes. So there is no first. What yeah. are the firsts now? Like when he starts, a, done... he starts a pinball, but he starts about eight businesses in this, in this film. It's quite remarkable. So if you were to summarise... But there's no gratuitous sex. There's no, no there gratuitous isn't. violence. No. It is a, just a romp through youth. Yeah. Are you confident that everyone would like it? 
Do you think it's a no? I don't. Th I would never say about any film that everyone will like it, but mm. I think the absolute majority would. It's joyful. It is. It's there is good. a baggy 10, 12 minutes. I also think joyful. that I also think that they missed a moment to end it. I thought there was a moment they should have ended it, where they didn't. Um, <laughs> I would give this film a stonking hundred out of hundred. I'd fully recommend it to everyone. What even with the baggy ten minutes? It, well, I didn't even feel the baggy ten minutes as much as you felt the baggy ten minutes. Well, listen, I. I felt the bag of 10 minutes and I was never going to discuss it. And then I said to my sister, yes, yeah, so you've got to go and see this film. I know you love it. She goes, yeah, my friend Tracy saw it. She said it was a bit long in one point. I went, well, no, it was just a baggy 10 minutes, but it recovered. So I now feel responsible because I don't want you to be frightened. If you hit the baggy yeah, you're, 10... You're, you're no, but the, if I, there if is you, not a baggy 10 minutes. Because I got frightened and I thought, oh, no, it's going to disappear into nothingness. Right. It doesn't, no, it, it recovers. Doesn't. It does recover. Not that I think that it doesn't recover at any point. So anyway, I think it's a cracking film. You'll if you be... want to smile all the way yeah, through yeah, the yeah, film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, for me, I tell you what, I walked out and I felt like I had my own memory of growing up in LA. Yeah. That's how I was left. It gives you ownership it's of like, their lives. I've had a dream. <laughs> yeah. I've had a dream. For more film and family fun, don't forget to click the subscribe button and make sure to click the bell to never miss an update.